Effie Triantafilopoulos is a MPP for the Ontario Conservatives uh, from Oakville, North Burlington. And she put something through that got complete unanimous support in Queen's Park. And sometimes it shows you we can stretch across party lines and do something really, really important. It's called Kira's Law, and she made a motion for it. Um, and it's a step forward for judges and other people in the legal spectrum, in the legal arena, to be basically more knowledgeable about intimate partner violence. And not just violence itself, but coercive control, which happens in relationships. You know those people that all of a sudden have friends, lots of friends, do things socially, play a sport, go here, go there, and then all of a sudden they're with somebody new and all that stops. And they stop seeing their friends as much. And they don't have control of their own money. And it's all, where are you going? When are you going to be back? That kind of stuff leads to other stuff. Not just in a casual way either. Kira's Law is a really important um, motion, and I want to talk about it with Effie. And so we did that on Toronto Today. I'm tell you about Kira's Law really quick before we bring on our guest. Um, Dr. Jennifer Kagan uh, lost her daughter to a violent attack. And uh, this mother, Dr. Jennifer Kagan, is friends as well with Amy Kaufman. And you've heard her on the show. She's the former wife of um, sports writer, uh, ex-sports writer Jonah Carey, who had a prison sentence. And she revealed uh, the abuse that she suffered at his hands. So uh, Amy and I have gotten to know each other. I think she did three interviews uh, about her circumstances. Difficult to talk about in the immediate aftermath of uh, of Carey's sentence um, in a Montreal court, but she came on with us and, and we built uh, a friendship and a bond and a trust. And she is friends also with Dr. Jennifer Kagan. So um, they want uh, a bill called Kira's Law to be pushed through. And the person uh, who advocated for that yesterday in Queens Park, and it did pass, is MPP for Oakville, North Burlington, Effie Triantafilopoulos. It's great to have you on, Effie. Thanks very much for making the time today. Oh, good morning, Greg. I'm delighted to be able to join you. Um, it's We're trying to make something good out of something absolutely horrible. Why is this bill so important um, for Ontario? Well, it's, it's, it's in many ways the first step to being able to address a very important issue in our society. So what the, uh, the motion that I introduced and, and was unanimously voted on yesterday in the legislature does it's aimed at protecting children and supporting women who are fle fleeing abusive relationships and specifically addressing the issue of, of victims of intimate partner violence and coercive control. So that is at the heart of what we were doing yesterday. And you're quite right. It received all party support because this is not a, a partisan issue. This is an important issue for our for our society and our community. Let me ask more about the, the process of this. And some of this is also is about educating judges on on domestic violence and understanding. Um, you know, it's one thing to be a judge and say, I can sit in front and, 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 and judge a case impartially, especially a case as raw and emotional, as devastating as this. But giving them background about domestic violence and training them feels like that that should have been something we've been doing for ages and we haven't been. Well, um, both for judges and justices of the peace, there mm -hmm. is continuing legal education that they do specifically on uh, on those areas. What I believe is probably lacking is specifically addressing um, intimate partner violence mm -hmm. and coercive control. And although we have it uh, currently in the Divorce Act, uh, it hasn't, I don't believe, yet 
um, been addressed in the continuing legal education that judges, judges, justice of the peace have. So that's what we're really aiming at, that that particular issue. Um, The Divorce Act, for example, and uh, the Children's Law Reform Act in 2020 that our our government passed um, specifically defines family violence. And it means any conduct by a family member towards another family member that is violent or threatening that constitutes a pattern of coercive and controlling behavior or that causes the other family member to fear for their own safety or that of another person. And in the case of a child, it includes direct or indirect exposure to such conduct. So that's what we're really trying to address, that issue, not just of domestic violence, but of intimate partner violence and coercive control. It feels like we need our institutions um, to to protect us. There are supposed to be these hurdles there, um, especially to protect um, spouses in cases like this. Um, divorce can often uh, rip at the fabric of, of families. It can put kids in the middle. Um, kids can get alienated, obviously, from either father or mother. But we also need to put women in position to be heard. And uh, as well, they, they can't be afraid to come forward about cases of domestic violence and or potential threats um, verbally or otherwise. Um, we need to empower those people to come forward or, or, or we won't know until it's too late. You're you're absolutely right. Right. Um, the number of women that reached out to me once they heard that we were introducing this bill was really staggering. Um, women are in fear of their life. They're in fear of speaking publicly. Um, we have statistics that we've uh, received from various shelters and organizations that are helping these women that are are fleeing these abusive relationships, and the numbers are staggering. For example, in Canada. A woman is murdered every 2.5 days and ranging from 144 to 178 murders each year between the years of 2015 and 2019. And in 2021, again, I think uh, complicated by COVID, Mm -hmm. the the trends have been have been higher. And um, of women murdered, 50 percent are killed by their intimate partner and 26 percent by family members. Those numbers are really staggering. They're staggering. And um, economic strife certainly makes it difficult. We had Amy uh, on a couple of weeks ago and um, she was she had a good job, good infrastructure around her, was able to talk to parents and a brother about this. It, there's two things, Effie. Not everybody has um, an infrastructure like like Amy had, my friend Amy had. And, and secondly, economics makes it very difficult to spring out on your own. She recommended have to be honest, have your own bank account. Make sure you've got your own money so you can make that move when you absolutely need to. Many women lock lock in everything with a partner, and then it becomes really problematic to gain your independence back. You're absolutely right. And when there is a marital breakdown and when as a result of the, that type of abusive uh, behavior in, in the family unit, everyone suffers. The, the 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 wife the 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 children uh, I mean this is these are long uh, long term traumatic um, events that lead to a very very difficult future unless they have the supports in place so in many ways um, this is really our first step to try and ensure that training about these issues about intimate partner violence mm-hmm. and course of control um, will take place with Ontario judges. Justices of the Peace, Crown Attorneys, social workers, court assessors, anyone who's tied to the family court system 
um, will be able to benefit from the training and the educational seminars that will be put into place. And, um, and I believe that these decision makers will be able to make better decisions and recognize the signs of abuse, because that's part of the challenge. Um, in the early um, days of a marital breakup uh, or a partner breakup, um, emotions are heightened. Uh, and so sometimes it's very difficult to kind of pierce through that and be able to identify what is really going on. So um, my message today is that um, the Ontario legislature unanimously voted for this legislation. We're going to be having stakeholder consultations and we're going to be speaking with the public. We're going to be getting as much feedback and positive um, guidance as we can moving forward towards this end result. And frankly, my message to women today is you have suffered and we hear you and we see you and we're going to work hard to honor Kira's memory by keeping other women and, and children at risk safe. Mm. Effie uh, Trianta Falapas, our guest, MPP for Oakville, North Burlington on Toronto Today. I also think reading some uh, about the law yesterday is the idea and this notion, and I do think people use this in court, the abusive partner often stands before a judge, a he or she, and says, you know, don't don't inflict what's going on in our in our life, even though there's some conflict and, and some domestic violence. That doesn't color who I am as a parent. And I think we have to get away from that. I think it has to color you as a parent. I think we have to judge whether you can be a good parent or not if you're committing violence or threatening or intimidating your partner. I think you lose you lose the right to say that. And we need judges to recognize not to make that distinction between, ah, it's a bad marriage, but he He's a damn good dad. We can't do that anymore. I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where, uh, where where I think it's happened too many times, and we may have heard about it anecdotally, but it ends up being very problematic. I want to thank you for uh, for coming on the show, talking about such an important law, and your message to women as well. Um, it's it's critically important. Everybody knows somebody who knows somebody who is probably under some difficult circumstances right now, and they don't know who to reach out to. But there are um, there's always a way out. There's always a way that you can say something instead of remaining quiet about the abuse. Thank you so much for the time today. A pleasure. Thank you so much. You bet. There's uh, Effie Triantafalopoulos, uh, MPP for Oakville, North Burlington. I will say it is one of those situations where um, I, I think we look and we think there, there's just that methodology. There's that methodology of, of intimidation. And you never know when someone is actually going to snap. I always think two things about situations like this. There's the, well, I would never do that. I have a daughter. I would never do that. I'm a parent. And it doesn't it doesn't draw that line. It doesn't draw a line in the sand as to whether you're going to be a good partner or a good spouse or not be abusive. Like so many of the controlling warning signs are there in so many circumstances, controlling who your friends are, controlling who, who, you know, who spends the money at a certain point in time, making sure that they're paying attention to you and you only. I've known people that have been in circumstances, walked into a relationship, and they might have 10 or 12 really great female friends, and they go on girls' trips, and they do this and they do that. Two years later, it's just about the guy. It's the weirdest thing. Everybody goes through different patterns and pockets of their life, but it is the strangest thing when that ends up transpiring. Um, and it doesn't mean that it's going to lead to intimate partner violence, but anybody who's ever seen coercive control and can recognize it, then you start to spot the similarities. You start to spot the warning signs 
a mile away. If you want to know more, by the way, about um, Kira's Law, go to bethepeace.ca. It's a blog page there um, where they've advocated for this for not just the federal government and the uh, and the Justice Minister David Lametti to pick this up, but obviously it passed unanimously in the province yesterday.